Sustainability in Finance. Sustainability in Finance. A podcast hosted by the International Sustainable Finance Center in Prague. Join us and explore different perspectives of finance and its importance for the Central and Eastern European region. Hello and welcome. My name is Julian Toth and you are listening to Sustainability in Finance. The following episode is an audio recording of a panel discussion from the CE Sustainable Finance Summit, the largest conference of its kind in the region, which took place in Prague in May 2022. This episode explores the EU Sustainable Finance Agenda, what it is and why it matters for the Central and Eastern European region and beyond. Listen to the discussion with Martin Spoltz, Head of Sustainable Finance at DG FISMA at the European Commission, moderated by Linda Zeilina, our CEO at the International Sustainable Finance Center. We have a lot of excitement about having you here, Martin, because the taxonomy has been on people's minds uh, for the last year. We've done a lot of events about it, our partners have done a lot of events about it, and we have been worried about what is happening with the sustainable finance agenda in Europe, because Europe is seen as one of the leading uh, lights mm. of um, sustainable finance and sustainability. So my question, first question to you would be, so where have we got to after these many years of working on sustainable finance agenda in Europe? So if you can just tell us. Where are we now? Thank you very much, Linda, and hello to everyone. It's a great pleasure to be here. Look, I mean, first of all, thank you also for organizing this event. I think it's absolutely fantastic what you are trying to achieve in this region and in the region of Southern Eastern Europe, because, um, I mean, I personally believe that this is the region where we need more conversation and more discussion. And um, I have to say that I have not done enough myself. And I think that the Commission has to step up the communication efforts. So I really welcome this, this great event. Uh, where we have got, uh, we, as you know, we have been working on, on this file for five years, and I already see many, many faces with whom we have been working very closely. The focus of our agenda has been kind of partially regulatory, and we have done some important legislative proposals, mainly to impose transparency requirements on the financial sector and on businesses. So far, we have not imposed any regulatory in environments on the financial sector or on businesses to use our tools. I mean, the, so, so far, we have been developing transparency requirements, nothing more. But then it requires that the, then the financial sector and the businesses are starting to use the tools that we are developing, such as taxonomy, the green bonds, uh, the climate benchmarks. And there, I mean, we, we have some homework to do now to understand basically how, what is the uptake of those tools. because. Transparency is one thing, and it's a very important element in our agenda. Without transparency, we will never have an integrity of the sustainable finance market. But then another thing is what the financial sector and the businesses are doing. And here, as you know, I mean, we have been pursuing two main goals. The first one is making sure that the risks stemming from climate change and environmental degradations are managed better and not only by the financial sector, but also by the businesses. And we, of course, require them to disclose how they do that. But another element of that, and we call it double materiality in, in our kind of Brussels language, is to make sure that there is an impact, that there is a positive impact of what the financial sector does, and that ultimately the financial sector and the businesses align with the goals that we have set. I mean, you have certainly heard so many great speeches about our big targets. The European Green Deal is obviously our flagship project, but it's not enough to be talking about uh, let's have a 2030 target, it's, uh, let's have a 2050 target. We need to translate and we need to go much more deeper 
in understanding what the businesses have to do, what the financial sector has to do in order to, to be on track. So, I mean, on the question, I mean, where we have got, I think that we have got quite far. Is it uh, there? No, absolutely not. Uh, I think that this is a, also a reflection that we had last year when we adopted as the European Commission, as the European Union, a new strategy on sustainable finance. You know, the first strategy that we adopted back in 2018 was quite a revolution, but uh, we did recognize last year that it was simply not enough. I mean, and not necessarily meaning enough that we, we would like to have more regulation, but we thought we need to have uh, more thinking about what the challenges with this transition towards meeting those goals are. And the strategy that we adopted last year outlines kind of four challenges. I will not go into too much detail, but the first one is how to facilitate transition. So far, we have been talking about sustainable finance, which kind of evokes an idea that everything has to be sustainable tomorrow or, or everything has to be sustainable today. Uh, well, ideally, that would be great, but that's not the case. So we did recognize last year that we have to work harder with this agenda to support stakeholders, the markets, the businesses, the financial sector on how to get there. We have to be clear, very clear, there is only one target and this target cannot be compromised, but there can be different trajectories, there can be different pathways. And we wanted to give a recognition to this fact. So work on transition, I think that that's the first priority. The second gap that we had identified was that so far we have put a lot of emphasis on the financial sector. This is about sustainable finance, about greening finance, but we also wanted to make sure that this agenda is inclusive, that we engage more with businesses, with the sector, that they don't perceive this as an agenda, this agenda as a threat only, <laughs> but as an opportunity. So inclusiveness, engaging with the SMEs, retail investors, etc., etc. The third uh, priority that we identified last year, again, if you ask me where we have got and what the next steps are, is to make sure that the financial sector itself accelerates the uh, alignment with the targets. Because so far, and I'm, I'm not criticizing anyone, there is a lot of good progress, but if you look where the financial sector stands today, it's still, I mean, basically nowhere where the sector overall should be. And that's exactly where the agenda sets the target. This agenda is not about criticizing and blaming those who are having some exposures to environmental risks, but this agenda is offering the path, is, is really providing an opportunity to improve the status quo. So again, we would like to understand better how the financial sector intends to transition, the transition plans and what, what needs to be done on the alignment. And finally, the fourth uh, kind of big challenge that we have identified is international. We just discussed it before the event. Uh, there is so much to be done at the international level in order for this agenda to, to be working Europe cannot be talking only within itself, but obviously within a much, much broader global network, and we are doing it. Is it enough? Not at all. So we have again outlined the path, what we can do at the international level. Thank you. I think it's very interesting to talk also later today. We will have a special panel dedicated to the standardization at the global level, and we're very pleased that we managed to get some of the uh, leading experts on that. So definitely a lot to be done on uh, comparing oranges and with oranges. Actually, it's a very interesting thing that you mentioned the transition. So for us working across this region in different countries, we have seen a lot of initial fear and pushback against the taxonomy. We even did some myth-busting leaflets and, um, and special seminars where people could ask questions and, uh, and engage with experts. Usually we did it in local languages because we realized that a lot of the fear is not just at high level, it's also uh, mid-management and goes throughout the different um, 
organizational structures. So my question would be, is there also some fair criticism about the usability of the taxonomy? Is there more we can do? Is it mindset shift that we need? And is there also something more that we can do about improving the usability and the use of a taxonomy going forward? Mm. Thank you, Linda. I think that um, there are different layers of these concerns, and I think many of them are legitimate. And I think also it's for, for the Commission policymakers to improve the communication. And I think that there are many myths uh, that we have seen, and I have seen a really a lot, and we need to clarify. One of the biggest one is that, um, I mean, there are several ones, but maybe I will pick two. The biggest one that I have seen is that the taxonomy is kind of a green niche, and it's only you know going to certify activities. As you know, taxonomy is a classification system that basically determines which economic activities are ultimately aligned with the European targets. And the first one is that the taxonomy is a very kind of niche in the market and it certifies, you know, the kind of the windmills and, you know, the activities that are already green today. That's not true and uh, some of the architects of taxonomy that I see in the audience can certainly confirm that the whole idea, and again this didn't come from my own head, was to make an impact with taxonomy. So there is no accident that taxonomy includes not only these kind of green activities, but also activities that are not green today, but where the potential to make a substantial contribution and to make them greener, and not necessarily entirely green, but a, a green, much greener, considerably greener, that still emits maybe some emissions, is, is the most significant. So there is no, again, you know, surprise that the taxonomy that we have developed together with the experts, and many of them are sitting here, does include, you know, sectors or economic activities in the sectors where, you know, at the end we still emit emissions, still have some carbon intensity, but where the improvement uh, compared to the status quo is, I mean, if you make an improvement, if you make a substantial contribution, if you substantially reduce the emission is really the most significant. And this is what we call, again, transitional activities. You mentioned the word transition. And that's where the power of taxonomy is, because it, it again, it provides, you know, the opportunity, the space to those sectors to improve what they do. So it is not true that this taxonomy is only a tool for those who are green today and, you know, and just to get a certification that, you know, they should get capital also tomorrow. The beauty of taxonomy, and that's where I think that the greatest potential of taxonomy is, is that, you know, it shows the way. And even for a company that operates in a high carbon emitting sector, even if the company doesn't generate a single check crown or a single euro in terms of revenues, it can invest, it can make a capital expenditure in a project that is aligned with the, with the criteria. So the potential there is for everyone. So everybody can benefit from taxonomy. And I, and I underline the word benefit. Nobody is imposing the use of taxonomy. So that's the first myth. I mean, that, you know, it's only certifying the green. And the kind of the second myth is that this whole agenda, again, you know, uh, requires everyone to be green and who is not green today, that, you know, that will lose access to finance. I mean, there are many activities that, again, you know, uh, are not green today, where, again, the potential to reduce emissions is, is still significant, but where the criteria tightened over time. And that's what we have done, ultimately also, I mean, I'm sure that you are going to ask about uh, also the complementary delegated act, where we have recognized some activities that we believe are very important for transition, for transition, for allowing stakeholders to get to the targets. There are many more myths in the, in the agenda, but we believe that if we 
manage to dispel these myths, what taxonomy is, what is and what it is not, I think that we can make a big, big improvement. I would agree. I, I think that it's a very interesting uh, question about the complementary act because, of course, that uh, shook things up. We are still uh, talking about it every day. I saw some tweets and some social media talking about it today, about the reviving it or is it gone forever and what's happening. And, and it's very interesting also seeing that because of the war in Ukraine, that did change people's thinking. So all of a sudden we looked at gas a little bit differently across the region. So what would be the kind of key message you're saying we should all benefit from the taxonomy? So ideally, how would you see this transition from the financial sector working? Because what we also try to encourage is for the governments to think through how can finance actually meet the real economy? Because often what we hear time and again is there's just not too many projects that are completely perfectly taxonomy compliant if you want to get green projects off the ground. And I think the previous panel with Vasil Hudak mentioned that, well, we need more of these projects. We need a better project pipeline. So in terms of in an ideal world, what kind of role would you like the taxonomy to play in that respect? Look, we have to be realistic and pragmatic here as well. You know, the taxonomy is a groundbreaking and disruptive project in the positive sense. And it really takes a lot of effort and time to understand how it works and also to make sure that it works. And our priority now in the European Commission is to make sure it works primarily, primarily in the first place for the private sector, because we have developed taxonomy for the private sector primarily. I'm not saying that it cannot be used for other purposes. But before we implement taxonomy in the financial sector and in the businesses and make sure that it works the right way, it may be a little bit premature to go you know, too far and to uh, already envisage uh, the role of taxonomy you know, for the role of public budget and to apply it across the board. As you rightly said, you know, there is a problem with the project pipeline and as we also discuss now with the experts, then the kind of proportion of activities that would be currently aligned with taxonomy currently is very, very small. Is it a problem on its own? Well, it can be a problem because there might be some kind of bugs in the taxonomy design that we have to resolve and we have to be very transparent. And I'm sure that Nadia will talk about these bugs, I mean, that can be fixed in, in later on. But another message that I would like to pass is that the proportion of the activities being low uh, also offers the potential to increase you know, this proportion over time. So we should not be thinking about taxonomy as a, a kind of a static measure that, you know, tells you today that, you know, today the situation is bad, but it also shows the way. You know, it, it basically provides for the space that can be occupied by the businesses and the financial sector over time. And it's perfectly fine that a business or company or financial sector adopt a transition plan that explains how this proportion would increase. Over, increase over time. That's a little bit you know, related to my second point previously. So uh, again, when it comes to the public sector, let's be realistic. There are many public investments that have to be, have to be done. Also last year, we, when we were discussing and designing the recovery in Europe, we of course inspired ourselves from some of the sustainable finance framework, but requiring that every single euro now in this current context would be aligned with taxonomy activities is naive. And we have to be realistic about it. And, you know, requiring that everything that what we do at the member states level or EU level will have to be aligned with taxonomy would basically mean that we would have to drastically reduce the budgets, which I think would not be what is needed at this current juncture.
Yeah, I think that's a very important point because that's one of the very big myths that that is the requirement, that is not. It's not prescriptive, it's just some tool that can actually help you clarify the situation and improve comparability across Europe. We also talk a lot about the social taxonomy in this region because um, there's a lot of argument that, well, we prioritize the green arbitrarily. We also have very major demographic issues when you talk to central bankers. We have a variety of different issues across the board. So often um, the point is why are we arbitrarily prioritizing environment? Of course, we can argue about that with IPCC reports and uh, the crisis and the runaway nonlinear effects that we face with climate and biodiversity. But I know that the Commission is also going to create potentially um, a social taxonomy. So what role do you see that playing and what can we expect from the social taxonomy and why is it so important? Thank you, Linda. I mean, first of all, social taxonomy is only one of the projects that we have been exploring so far under the letter S. Then you have the three letters of the agenda, the ESG, environmental, social and governance. The social is more than taxonomy. The social is also about, you know, I mean, disclosure matters on which we have already regulated, not only in the taxonomy regulation, but in the other uh, work streams. We have actually imposed some regulatory requirements on the financial sector and businesses to disclose how they cope with social aspects of sustainability. The sub-question of this consideration is, do we need a social taxonomy? And this is something that I have to be very clear, the Commission, the European Commission, has not drawn its conclusion yet, okay? I mean, we have asked uh, our experts, we have a dedicated group of experts, we call them Platform on Sustainable Finance, some of them are the members here, and we asked them to give us recommendations. Is it worth creating the social taxonomy? Is it worth going beyond the environmental taxonomy? And the group submitted their report um, in March. I know that I'm a little bit process-wise now, uh, but again, it's a very good report. Uh, the platform has uh, coped with the request from the Commission diligently and very professionally. But at this current juncture, I cannot say what the European Commission will do at this current juncture. What I can say is that the priority that we have set out when this agenda was born, uh, in which is environment and especially climate, remains. So I. I think I can personally say that seeing myself again being the head of sustainable <laughs> finance in, in Brussels, how much we still have on the environmental side. And we have just been talking about how to implement taxonomy, how to make sure that everything works on the ground, how we can support stakeholders. There is so much work that I think it would be a bit unwise now to embark on, on a, and again, that's my personal view now, rushing ahead with something that, you know, may be as big or even bigger, potentially, without actually making sure that what we have, you know, works. One big word that, you know, maybe doesn't sound as sexy as maybe as the rest of the agenda, but is very important to us now, is implementation and, is, and coherence and making sure that what we have done so far works. And, you know, it's not trivial. I mean, we have done quite a bit of work with, with, the, with the private sector together. And now we need to understand where we have got. And before understanding, you know, how the different pieces fit together and making sure that, you know, taxonomy works on the ground, the environmental, we still have not, by the way, even finished the taxonomy for the other four environmental objectives. So far we have done the bulk of the climate taxonomy, which is already very impressive, but you know, there is still taxonomy to be done for the other four environmental objectives, for the circular economy, for water, for prevention of pollution and biodiversity. And I can tell you there's so much work. 
So, you know, as the Commission said, we will do social taxonomy at this current juncture, especially in this current context, no. So, I mean, I'm not saying that we will not, I mean, that's for the President to decide, but uh, at this current juncture, let be, let's be, again, you know, pragmatic and let's be realistic, what also the absorbance of the market can, can kind, of, uh, kind of sustain. Yes, I think that's a, a prudent step-by-step approach. So we're actually sitting in Prague, which is going to have the presidency very imminently, and we have quite a packed agenda for the next six months. And one of those is CSRD, there's a variety of different files. And of course, that raises also the question, what next? for sustainable finance. So it'd be very interesting to hear what do you envisage the kind of next steps, next big changes, next challenges that we tackle, and what can actually stakeholders expect? Because I think we don't have a crystal ball. We don't know what might happen in six months. Six months ago, we didn't really think a war in Ukraine was going to happen. So a few years ago, we didn't really think we would have a COVID pandemic either. Mm. So. In this changing environment, what do you think are the constants that we can expect from this agenda? Yeah, I mean, Linda, you are right that the context is changing, but also we are entering a kind of a new stage of the agenda. The kind of period of, uh, that we are entering now is linked basically to the first implementation challenges, because the taxonomy basically is applicable uh, since January. Uh, this year, the other frameworks, the sustainable finance disclosure rules that are for the financial sector will be applicable as of next year. You mentioned the um, framework that we are currently negotiating for the business disclosure. And it's really important that now we kind of make sure that everything kind of, you know, works and that, you know, that we are comfortable, that we understand what the pitfalls of, of the different issues are, so that we can also address them. We can address them by providing clarifications to the markets. We understand, we get a feedback from the stakeholders. So what I can say is that what you can not expect, or what, what, will, what will certainly not happen in the next, let's say, two years on, on this agenda, a very heavy regulatory wave of new regulations. I think that that's not what is coming from Brussels. I think that at this stage, we really put a lot of emphasis, again, on the implementation, and on the, again, not maybe a very sexy word, but uh, a very important one on coherence. Because ultimately, the businesses and the financial sector will not be interested whether this work stream has been negotiated in silo compared to the other one. So making sure that, you know, that ultimately, if there is one regulatory requirement, there are not many overlaps among themselves. And then a big issue that we have been discussing already with the expert group, and we had a meeting last week in Brussels, which basically occupied most of the agenda, which is the usability usability of taxonomy, because stakeholders are now telling us uh, basically for the first time where they struggle, where the, the experts and the commission need to work together to clarify some of the, uh, not only questions, but also some of the um, approaches that we have, we have developed. This year, the businesses and the financial sector stakeholders have to report for the first time the eligibility of their activities. I mean, basically, if a business engages in certain activities, they just have to report which of the activities they carry out, I mean, are covered by taxonomy. And next year, they will start reporting on the extent of alignment, so on the numbers. And this is, a, this is a challenge, so we need to support them. We need to support them because at the end of the day, everybody wants this taxonomy to be a success. And there are practical questions. There are very many practical questions. And, and we need to address them. So we are, of course, thinking about FAQs. We are thinking about you know, doing workshops. We are, there will be very excellent report by the platform on sustainable finance. 
So this usability aspect really should be a priority in the weeks to come and in the months to come. And then also you mentioned, I mean, the word transition. I do believe that, you know, and also what you can expect from us, but also I think that here I should say what we in the European Commission as policymakers expect from the stakeholders, and I, and I am talking to many of you, as I said, so far we have done a lot of regulatory work in terms of transparency and disclosures, but now it's in the hands of the uh, businesses and the financial sector to use these tools. And especially to clarify how they are going to transition towards the targets. And we would be interested, and we are really seriously interested to understand how this will happen. So even if a company, as I said, I mean, may not generate a single euro from the taxonomy aligned activities today, it is still important that this company lays out uh, a pathway, lays out a plan, uh, what it is that the company or the financial sector is going to do in the, in the years to come, so that actually also the supervisors, and especially in the case of financial sector, are comforted that there is some improvement. We would like to understand what the businesses are planning to do when it comes to other aspects of sustainability, not only climate and environmental, but also social and governance aspects. There is an ongoing initiative on due diligence. So there is a need for a dialogue between policymakers and the businesses and the financial sector. And linking it to the event today here in Prague today, I think that there are hardly other places where this dialogue is more needed than in Central and Eastern Europe. And I am coming from the region. And what we would like to achieve here is that we, again, we kind of flip you know, the, the mindset from threat and risks, and I even sometimes heard you know, taxonomy is a gun, into opportunities, into you know, how this agenda actually can be used to strengthen the competitiveness ultimately. And I strongly believe that ultimately, and I hope that I pass the message across, is that this agenda is not about certifying those who are green today and who kind of, you know, will get a competitive advantage later on and to the disadvantage of those who are still far behind. On the contrary, I think that this agenda has been actually designed in a way that where the potential for this positive change is the most significant, the agenda and the framework should give the most recognition and ultimately also provide for the greatest opportunities. And I sincerely believe that these opportunities have not yet been exploited enough and maybe have not even been articulated, have not been communicated about, and I'm not suggesting that it's only for the Commission to do that, but there needs to be a dialogue. There needs to be a dialogue between the financial sector and the businesses, the policymakers, supervisors about this agenda, and I would be very happy to see much more of this dialogue in the months and years to come, especially in this particular region. Because once people kind of grasp the, um, the kind of the, the power of this agenda in the positive sense, not only again, you know, that somebody is threatening to withdraw finance, I think that, you know, it can really bring a very massive change. Yes, I, I like that uh, very hopeful message that you need to embrace the full potential that you can unleash from arising from this agenda, especially if you are a business in Central Eastern Europe or a financial institution, there is a lot of work to be done. There's a lot of transitioning to be done. And realistically, climate change is not going to stop tomorrow. We are seeing this trend and it's not going to go away. So 
either you risk to be left behind or to really struggle. So we always encourage people to start exploring this agenda and engaging a lot earlier because it makes life much easier and it also makes it less expensive. We've seen some instances where people didn't really realize taxonomy will be um, mandatory and then they had to catch up and that's always a lot harder and a lot more expensive. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for listening to Sustainability in Finance. Check out our website at isfc.org and make sure to follow us on social media for more content. We hope you join us for the next episode.